0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Be A Lion podcast. So this is just me riffing on some human design transits, some themes that I'm feeling into this week. And I'm just here to pose some questions for you to help you do some self-inquiry and really look inward. Um, This was an IGTV video that I did or YouTube video that I did, and I just decided to put my microphone on and also record it for the podcast. So if the audio is a little bit weird that's why, but I'm going to start doing this more in the future so I can just have things available on all platforms and make it easy on myself. And I know some people are very visual and they like to connect with you through video. Whereas some people are just audio and they just want to listen to the audio. So I'm just trying to give everybody the best of both worlds. I do have some really awesome guests lined up for the podcast next week. I will be putting a guest episode out. So really excited about that. Um, So yeah, look forward to that as well as these solo riffs of me just kind of flying off the handle, whatever comes through. Enjoy. Hello, everybody. Happy Sunday. So I got the ping to come on here and talk about some of the energies that I'm feeling into right now collectively, as well as what's going on with the transits from the human design perspective. So the transits in human design are really similar to astrological transits because we're looking at different energies in different planets and how it's shifting our collective energy and our experiences. So I really like to look at it every day and just kind of see what we're in for because the areas that are white in your chart, you will notice your energy shifts in those spaces depending on what happens with the transits. So Really simply, if you have an open emotional center, if the transits line up a certain way, you will have a defined emotional center. So you will feel like you have emotional energy that day, or you'll be experiencing the emotional waves that the transits are providing. So the way that I like to look at transits is an opportunity for self-inquiry, an opportunity to look at how these energies are manifesting within me. In this moment within the people around me, and ask myself some questions based upon what we're meant to learn or notice or discover within these energies. I always say you are the entire chart. So just because you have something defined doesn't mean you don't um, or just because you have something open doesn't mean you don't experience that energy in some way. And the transits are a really good way of seeing that. Also, when you're around other people, you experience that energy if they have it defined. So right now, the sun, our conscious sun, is in gate 41. I look at gate 41 as the gate of fantasy. However, this gate also provides a pressure to manifest something in our external reality to take action so that our fantasies are no longer just fantasies in our heads. And it's actually something that we've created. So it can be a pressure to create art or a pressure to be creative as well. The shadow of gate 41 can be one of two things. It can be getting burnt out because you are constantly trying to manifest your dreams into reality, or it could also be only fantasizing and not taking any action so if you have gate 41 defined in your chart you might notice yourself working with either one of those shadows um, if you don't have it defined in your chart normally notice how i think it's in the the sun for the next week so notice how over the course of the next week uh, you're working with these energies the gift of this energy is to Realize that our fantasies actually do create our reality when it's combined with aligned action. So how can you allow yourself to dream and to desire and then to take action on those dreams and desires? How can you share these desires with other people, share these fantasies that you have and Allow yourself to believe that it's possible to create what it is that you want to create. It's also about balance. You know, where in your life do you struggle to find balance? When it comes to your mental space combined with your creative energy, do you not allow yourself to have creative moments throughout the day? And when I'm talking about creativity, I'm not necessarily talking about art. That is one form of it. Connecting with our creativity is connecting to our role as a co-creator in this universe. With the universe. You know, you're the co-pilot. As a kid, were you a daydreamer? Were you staring out the windows at school and getting in trouble for not paying attention? Do you have an unconscious belief that daydreaming is bad? That you can't actually manifest what it is that you desire? It's also about obsessing about the future, obsessing about the past. Like I've been talking to people lately and A lot of people are future tripping right now. And I get it with everything going on in the world. But we have to ask ourselves, is it doing us any good by tripping out about the future? Or would it do better? Would we be better off if we were to allow our fantasies about the potential of the future, what it could be for the positive and allow ourselves to go there? Our perceptions actually do create our reality. They've proved this with quantum physics now. The way that you perceive an object actually affects how that object organizes itself, how the energy of the object organizes itself. This is why group prayer, group thought is so powerful. So giving yourself your power... By working with your fantasies, working with your creative energy, sharing your dreams with people you trust, not being afraid to take that aligned action step, noticing what excuses you have for yourself. There's also, um, we've got gate 27 in the unconscious earth. And I felt called to talk about gate 27 this week. Gate 27 is about nourishing others, nourishing yourself, showing up for others in a way that feels good for you. The downside of this is a codependent energy. It's feeling guilty and feeling like you have to show up for people because if not, you're a bad person. So I want you to ask yourself, where are you, where am I sacrificing myself in ways that aren't healthy for me and how can I shift this you know when you go to a restaurant and it's very clear that the server does not want to be there they're having a bad day whatever I worked in restaurants for 10 years so I get it um but you know you can feel the energy from them and you almost feel like you're annoyed that's what it or it feels like they're annoyed (laughs) and then you're feeling that energy from them being annoyed and you're like I don't even really want to be here anymore That's how it feels when you try to nurture and take care of people, but it's not in alignment for you. It's like it's actually out of guilt. People can feel vibrations and energy so much more now. The veil is getting so thin. And we're starting to have words and phrases for this. You know, it was a vibe. I could feel a vibe. (laughs) You know, we're, we're noticing this terminology. So. That's how it feels when you force yourself to nurture and take care of others in a way that does not feel good for you. Where are you finding it difficult to set healthy limits in your life right now? And ask yourself, you know, if I wasn't feeling guilty, what would I do differently? What would I do less of? How does this open up space for me to actually work on creating and Making my dreams a reality. It's saying no to the things that actually don't serve you. Because chances are it's not going to serve that person either. Saying yes to yourself more. And then once you feel in a really good space with yourself. And you have a deep relationship with yourself. Showing up for others in ways that feel good. In ways that light you up. There's also a call this week to step into our leadership. Where are you giving other people your power? How can you embody leadership in your community? We are all leaders. And I know some readers might say, oh, this is a leadership gate. This is a leadership energy. We all have leadership energy in our chart. It's just how it manifests. It manifests differently for some of us. Some of us are leaders by actually teaching. Some of us are leaders just by being ourselves and just by doing, and doing the things that light us up. Some of us can just sit there and be leaders, and not do anything. It's all about your unique configuration and how it manifests within you. But have you convinced yourself that you're not a leader? You can check your profile to see how you communicate and step into leadership. So I'm a two four. So my leadership has to do with me doing what I'm naturally good at, what feels good for me, me dancing with my external reality, and sharing with my network, sharing with my community, making these deep connections with people. It's going to be different for everybody. If you're a six, you show up and you do your thing and other people are watching you. And you're kind of always looking ahead to see what's next and to see what you can create next in the world, how you can embody the, your leadership more. If you're a three, if you have a three in your profile, you're going to do it by trial and error. So embracing the messiness in life and showing others it's okay to be messy and it's okay to fail because there's no such thing as failure. If you have a one, you're an investigator. You lead by thoroughly researching and seeking information and maybe you teach it maybe it's just for you maybe you show up differently once you know what that information is maybe you don't share any of your investigations maybe it's just for you what else am I forgetting if you're if you have a five then you're a mirror for people you embody leadership by finding solutions but also by showing up with your wisdom and mirroring back to others, things within themselves. You help others find the leaders within themselves by showing up as a leader. (laughs) So you can see how we're all kind of meant to dance with one another differently. I'm feeling in the collective, there's a lot of doubt, a lot of self-doubt crossing us right now. We want to move forward. We want to transform. We want to make a difference in the world, but we're doubting ourselves. Doubt isn't meant to be used on yourself. It's meant to be used on the world around us, on our conditioning, on the way that we do things. Why do we do the things we do? How can we shift things? How can we make our world a more peaceful, more united space? Anytime you catch yourself doubting yourself, just redirect that energy. Be like, cool, cool, I'm doubting myself, but it's only because I haven't found things to doubt outside of me. (laughs) Should be doubting about the way our money system works, doubting about the way we treat each other most of the time, doubting about this emotional dark age that we're in where people are never expressing their emotions and showing up with an open heart and authenticity. How can we shift that? How can we show up with an open heart in every situation? I was talking to a client earlier and they were saying... You know, sometimes they show up um, towards this person in their life with anger because of the way that they're perceiving this person and what they're making it mean. And we went through this whole self-inquiry process and eventually they got to the space where they were like, oh, the, the judgments that I'm making on that person are actually things I need to be saying to myself. And the way I would show up to that relationship would be completely differently if I didn't have this thought about them, this judgment about them. And it actually doesn't feel good for me to show up the way I am showing up right now. My intuition is telling me that something's off. And then we figured out ways that they could show up differently and how it actually would be opening their heart more, leaning in to opening their heart. Cameo from Callie right there. (laughs) So how can you show up with an open heart to situations where you want to close off? To situations where you want to protect yourself, where you want to let your we could call it your ego, but let your ego play games. It's really what it is, it's your ego playing games. And it's okay to feel hurt by somebody. If somebody hurt you, you nurture the hell out of your inner child. You show up for your inner child. You validate them for feeling that way. And then you ask yourself, who would I be without these thoughts? How can I show up to the situation differently? How can I open my heart more? How can I lean into vulnerability? <sighs> so that's what I got for you all. Let me know your thoughts in the comments.